If you're looking for nurturance, for, for sustenance, if you're looking for substantive ideas, if you're looking for something that will make your work in the world more certain and secure, you really need to come. You really need to meet these people. You really need to go to some of these lectures because you will come out stronger than you were going in. That's the voice of Father Hans Jacobsy. He's an Orthodox priest, founder of the American Orthodox Institute. He writes regularly for Orthodoxy Today. He's a thinker. He's a blogger. He's a great person to converse with. And, oh, by the way, he's also a member of the faculty at Acton University. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Radio Free Acton. My name is Mark Vandermoss. It's a pleasure for me to welcome you to our podcast and to be your host today as we return to a series that we started a number of weeks back on Acton University. Before I go too much further, I want to remind you, you can find all those podcasts at radio.acton.org. That's our podcast website. Uh, we archive everything there. But we did. A couple weeks back, a number of weeks back, we started a series uh, on Acton University. You can, of course, find all the information about the conference, the logistics, the, the course offerings at university.acton.org. But we wanted to talk with some folks who've been part of the conference experience, who can tell you why Acton University turned out to be a valuable experience for them that helped them shape their thinking about how their faith should interact with the broader culture. Father Hans is a great person to talk to because he is uh, distinctly interested in the intersection of faith and the broader culture that we talk about so much here at the Acton Institute. As I said, Orthodox priest, Founder of the American Orthodox Institute. A lot of his writings are available at AOIUSA.org. You can also read him at OrthodoxyToday.org. And to start our conversation, I simply asked Father Hans, how did you become Father Hans? Uh, how were you introduced to the world of Orthodox Christianity? It really happened in, in college when I read Solzhenitsyn. I just loved the depth of what I saw in his thinking. That's phase one phase two, I met this girl who later became my wife, who was Orthodox. So it all kind of fell together. I was lucky to um, embrace Orthodoxy in a very in a very good church, and um, one thing led to another, and here I am, and that was about oh, maybe 25 years ago, maybe even a little longer. So uh, it didn't happen overnight. None of these things ever do, but it's pretty permanent. And, of course, you since went on to uh, actually found the American Orthodox Institute. That's the organization that you're with now, and uh, you write relatively regularly for them. And at some point along the way, you found the Acton Institute, and you made a decision that, hey, I want to I get involved here and go to AU. What was the process that led you to, first of all, meet up with Acton, in a sense, and then uh, to, to start participating with Acton U? Well, um, I discovered Acton just on the web, and I started reading them, and I really liked what I read. I really like the engagement between religion and culture, which is, is still one of my favorite topics. I, I saw that it was very reasonably done and responsibly done, so I just started reading more and more. Um, somehow made a contact with, a, with a, an, an Orthodox gentleman who works there, John Caragas, and we started corresponding. And then I started writing for Acton, book reviews, you know, things like that. I think he published a few of my think pieces this and that. And then Acton U came up, I looked at it, and I go, this looks very interesting. And, um, and I went. Very, very glad that I did. That's how that worked. I wonder if you can point out the thing that uh, the, the, either the, the course or the interaction or the plenary speaker, what was it that you can look back and say, well, you know, that was the most 
important thing that I picked up at AU that had the greatest impact? What is that thing for you? There's two, okay? Okay. One is, I, I love history. One is the responsible use and interpretation of history, especially how it, 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 it you know, cultural trends, ideas, where their pedigrees, their sources, how it shapes the way we think today. I love that, and, and those are the classes I go to. Um, as I said, they're really responsibly done. And, you know, history is like traveling. When you travel, and when you travel, you get a better sense of the culture in which you live. You know, you, you, certain assumptions you find are not written in granite, so on and so forth. History does the same thing. And when we begin to understand history, the narrative of history, we begin to understand why we believe the things that we do, why we live in the ways that we do, so on and so forth. That I find so precious and so compelling. And I know that that's a focus of that. And that would be number one. Okay. Okay. And it, it's really worth it for me. It just is really worth it. I drink that up. It's good. It's hard to find in other places. Number two are the people I meet. They are so diverse. They come from so, so many different backgrounds. They do so many different things. But, but they're all creative, and I love that. They're really creatively engaged with culture. And so I listen to them. I'm real interested in what they do, um, you know, the commitment they bring to it, but most, most of all, the thinking they bring to it, the work that they do, because it draws from a deep well. Everybody there, is, 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 everybody there recognizes that, that the world has a divine dimension. Sure. And that you can't, you know, they're not secularists. They're, no. they, you know, it's, it's not materialistic. It's not programmatic. It's not paradigms. It's nothing like that. It's creative engagement with the culture, which, which draws from a deep well internally, and then they draw from God as well. And it, it's so fascinating to me to just listen to them and, and how they see things and how they do things. Um, there's always a, a transaction that takes place. It's a transaction of wisdom is really what it is. Yeah. So I leave, I leave with a deeper knowledge about things, but I also leave tremendously inspired in a good way, you know, to, 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 to um, deepen what I'm doing here, deepen what I'm doing there, right? And I draw that from these people. So, so that, I would say, is, is the second thing that I really draw from. The, the experience that's a very that's a very real truth about acting you is is when you step in it's it's unavoidable that you are going to be mixing with people from all over the world uh from from different cultures different uh different areas of the world that you probably don't even think of uh, on a day-to-day basis uh you're just going you're going to have that interaction that you don't usually get it's 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 a creative explosion but it, it's it's rational and it's reasonable, and there are things, you know, again, that, that transaction, that value takes place. There are things given to you that you would be, that would be very hard to find, I think, in another context. And, and so, it, you know, it's only, what, four days? Yeah, but, yeah. But you, come, but you come home. You come home with the sense that you have three or four weeks' worth of experience. <laughs> we pack a lot it's into beautiful. those four days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Yep, yep. Well, let me let me ask you this then. You know, you you talk about 
walking away from it with the inspiration that you get from seeing all these different people all creatively engaged in culture in their own unique ways. What about what about you? How have you, what what have you taken away from from acting you and your experience there? That is is it something that enriches your your work that you do on an everyday basis? Is there some way that it uh, that it it changes the way you think that you wouldn't have been able to do without the acting you experience? Yeah, it's a little abstract, but it, but it, it, it's 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 very true, and I concretely apply this. But I creatively engage the culture more. I mean, I listen to people more. You know, I understand that 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 you know everybody has their narrative, right? And that narrative has shaped them, and that narrative draws from a, a particular well of experience of what they've been taught and this and that. Um, um, and so. I, I have to tell you, I think it makes me more open-minded in a sense, really to listen to people. You know that that that, that people are creative beings, and 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 uh, you know affirm that creativity. And and I think I don't, I don't know how to say this. It's made me more sensitive to other people. Interesting. It really has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I know what you're getting at there. Uh, we are talking with Father Hans Jacobsy, the founder of the American Orthodox Institute. At AOIUSA.org. You can check out his writing at OrthodoxyToday.org. Father Hans, one final question that I, that I would ask in that is uh, address yourself to the person who right now is, is on the fence about going to AU. Maybe they don't want to incur the cost. Maybe they think the time commitment might be a little bit much. Uh, maybe they're just not sure if it will be of great benefit to them. What would you say to a person who is kind of on the fence about coming or not coming? I would say if you're the kind of person that values creativity, you're the kind of person that, 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 that is, is compelled by the work of other creative people, and you can be motivated by that. If you're looking for, for, uh, for, for nurturance, for, for sustenance, if you're looking for substantive ideas, if you're looking for something that, that will make, make your work in the world more certain and secure, you really need to come. You really need to meet these people. You really need to go to some of these lectures because you will come out stronger than you were going in. And if that's what you want in your life and that's what you're looking for, then you need to consider acting because it delivers on that promise. That's what I would tell them. Well, I, I couldn't think of a better endorsement of acting you. That's, that's fantastic. Father Hans, thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Hey, you've been listening to Radio Free Acton on the Acton Institute Power blog. That was Father Hans Jacobsy. Again, if you want to check out his writing, orthodoxytoday.org, or over at the American Orthodox Institute, you can find him there as well, aoiusa.org. I want to thank Father Hans, of course, for joining us. I want to thank Mike Cook in our programs department for helping to set up these interviews. And most of all, I want to thank you for listening today to Radio Free Acton on the Acton Institute Power blog. Thanks a bunch, folks. 